Hi, it's Mike Stiles, and this is This Week in the Metaverse, your weekly chat GPT-free newscast that keeps you up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is. It's April 3rd. Let's find out what happened around the Metaverse this week. When you wish upon a star, sometimes it can go supernova and blow up in your face. John Porter at The Verge reports such as the experience of the Metaverse team at Disney. The company known for long lines and trying to stretch out Mandalorian episodes has shut down its next generation storytelling and consumer experiences division. That's the part of the company that was trying to figure out what they were going to do in the metaverse. The team was made up of only 50 employees, but there's a whole lot less now. The old CEO, Bob Chapek, called the metaverse the next great storytelling frontier. The returning CEO, Bob Iger, called it gone The fired metaversers are not alone. They were part of much bigger layoffs across Disney. Firing 7,000 employees will apparently save $5.5 billion, which is about the cost of a lightning lane pass on Rise of the Resistance. The metaverse team didn't last very long. It was only announced last February. A dude named Mike White was put in charge of it, but he actually wasn't let go. He's one of very few who even knows what the team was working on. Speculation includes fantasy sports and virtual theme park attractions. The thing is, Iger's actually not a metaverse skeptic. He's on the board of Genies, a company that helps people create avatars. What do you call it when you soap up a curly tail? Hogwash. And that's also apparently what the chief technology officer of NVIDIA thinks about cryptocurrency. His name is Michael Kagan, and he didn't hold back in his interview with The Guardian. He says crypto adds nothing useful to the world. He thinks AI is far more beneficial and makes things easier for humanity. Of course, he would say that because NVIDIA is doing really well in this current AI boom. Well, NVIDIA used to believe in crypto because Bitcoinist Beanish Khan says it benefited nicely, thank you, from Bitcoin mining in 2017. But they're out now, and Kagan says better to channel all that processing power that was mining crypto into chatbots. He doesn't seem to be hearing any risks or dangers to AI. He's all in, praising it as meeting a range of diverse needs. See, you never knew you needed an inhuman chatbot to fake talk to you, but you do. Kagan's company was bought by NVIDIA and benefited greatly from crypto, but now he says traders bought the products to speed transactions, but so what? He doesn't see that changing lives like AI will. When you think of MasterCard, you think of people irresponsibly spending money they don't have, but the company wants you to think of the card as the one that's going to be the main way you buy virtual items in the metaverse. Alexander Lee from Digiday says a lot of Metaverse users still think it's a pain in the ass to buy things in the Metaverse. My words, not his. But with two new partnerships, MasterCard wants to fix that and become the default payment network of the virtual world. My only dream is to have lasagna tonight. First, they teamed with Exola, a video game commerce company, and then there's Immersive, a Web3 payment platform. Now MasterCard customers will be able to use their reward points for in-game purchases and send in-game currency to others. And it'll let you spend crypto right from your Web3 wallet wherever MasterCard is accepted. More stuff than that, but those are the main two things. It's believed that the hang-ups in virtual commerce is part of what's holding the metaverse back. Not much of an infrastructure for it. Roblox created its own economy, but platforms like Fortnite and Minecraft still need one. And of course, virtual items and currency aren't transferable between different platforms. 
MasterCard's EVP FinTech Solutions Blake Rosenthal said the three pain points they're solving for are difficulty gifting in-game currency, lack of parental controls over in-game spending, and risk of fraud or cyber attacks. Priceless. Are those Burger King commercials featuring extreme off-key singing making you want to throw yourself out a window? Well, here's something to make you feel better about the burger chain. Finbold's Jordan Major reports it's introduced Instapower power bank rental machines that will accept crypto. Only in Paris, though. They love off-key singing in Paris. Those machines are connected to Alchemy Pay and Binance Pay, which are crypto payment services. This means that while you're eating your French Whopper, which also sounds like the name of a wrestler, you can pay in Bitcoin to charge your devices. I jest, but it's actually a big deal for both Burger King and crypto. CEO Yan Fu of machine distributor Flash Development said, In Asia, these power banks are used widely, but in Europe, the market's only just beginning to embrace them. And what better place to embrace than in gay Paris? Now, would you like fries with that cryptocurrency technology? Because you're still going to need euros for that. For those of you who have no problem sleeping through this podcast, you might not need to hear this next story. But for everyone else, it's worth a listen. Tanya Basarkaev at MIT Technology Review tells us about a virtual sleep experience that purports to help you sleep like a baby. A good sleeping baby, not one of those that stay awake and cries all night. She describes the experience of being on her chase in her home while virtually being in one of many sleep rooms on VR chat. These are designed to be places where visitors can super chill and get good deep sleep as long as they aren't uncomfortable in VR headgear. You know the app Calm, where Harry Styles reads you stories? It's kind of like that, but each room puts you in places like beaches or woodsy campsites or luxe resort hotel rooms. And it's apparently good for people with insomnia or who are lonely. Wait, lonely? That's right. You get to have this chill and sleep experience with other users' avatars if you want. It's being called social sleeping. Hmm, that's not what we used to call it. Anyway, there's a lot of virtual snuggling and cuddling. There are things that make it weird, like pervs and underage users, but many users manage to find a sleep room they're comfortable in. A hit of NyQuil usually does it for me. Not content finding out what it's like to sleep in the metaverse? Then how about finding out what it's like to die in the metaverse? Daily Mail's Stacey Leverator writes about a virtual reality death simulator. It's fun for the whole family. The idea, as it always tries to be, is noble which is to take the mystery and terror out of dying if you sit around spending a great deal of time thinking about such things. Artist Sean Gladwell developed it. The experience guides you through the de-escalation of life from cardiac arrest to brain death, giving you a glimpse of what may happen in your last seconds. But if you're not ready to go, the simulation also has an out-of-body part so you can look down on your dead self as you float above it. That's an experience many near-death survivors have reported. Some users warn the experience could give you anxiety. What? But you can stop the simulation at any time. Gladwell hopes it will help us come to terms with the inevitable. He's not alone in trying to virtually kill you, though. Another VR headset creator, Palmer Lucky, said his innovation instantly destroys the brain when you die in a video game. An Oculus headset is used, but there are three explosive charge modules pointed at your skull. Have I sold you yet? Lucky says the device isn't quite finished, thank God, and he probably won't get clearance to use it, but it would realistically raise the stakes in gameplay. Think I'll just stick with Bubble Pop. 
That's all we've got for you this week. Subscribe to the show and or rate it. Spread the word and we'll be back next week. Music